Hello and welcome to Sense in the City. I'm Ruby Bookavu, the co-founder and your Sydney host, and I'll be taking you on some sensory adventures in and around the Emerald City. Sense in the City acknowledges the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional owners of the land. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and recognise their continuing connections to lands, waters and communities. So I'm here in Potts Point with uh, Singapore Terry. We're actually going to go for a little walk around Potts Point, but um, Paula's been to the gym today and she's made a very good executive decision of instead of going for a walk around Potts Point, of having a seat and a meal in this great little bar. Paula, maybe you can tell us where we are. We are at Mello's Italian restaurant and it's on Rockwall Crescent, which is a street running off uh, Maclay Street. It's in the back streets of Potts Point. It is. So we're sitting here in this little back room and it's really cute. We're having some uh, delicious Italian food. And we're gonna actually talk about Paula's experience of Sydney. Those who have been listening to the podcast have heard uh, the last episode, Sounds in the City, we finished in Woolloomooloo where Paula was singing with her guitarist, Victor, and it was a wonderful evening. We had a really good time, such a lovely night, so I thought it would be nice to do an episode just with Paula. I've known you through Pots Point and through jam sessions and Jay's yeah, gigs and stuff. what a great way to meet you. Really good. Yeah. And then we kind of became friends and when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I realized that you don't really know people as much as you think you do. And I knew that you'd lived in Japan and I knew that you were based in Potts Point, but more than that, I'm not quite sure. So I wanted to find out a little bit more about you and more about your relationship with Sydney and get your tips for the listeners of places to go, things to do, your favorite things about Sydney. First, were you born in Sydney? Did you grow up here or when did you first come here? I wasn't born in Sydney, I was born at a place called Nelson Bay, which is Port Stephens. Moved around a lot because of my father's work, he was in the military. Was very blessed as a child to, from the age of 8 to 12, to be able to go and live in Paris, France. My father had a posting there as a, a military attaché for the Australian Embassy, so... I have to say, when you were doing your gig the other day, I was there with my friend from Alliance Francaise. Yes. And she said her French when she's singing is amazing. So that's probably why. That's a nice compliment. We were put in the American School of Paris, which is at saint Louis. I love my French classes. I embrace them. I think that was probably one of the only classes I liked besides music. So Probably because it's quite musical, you're using your ear. Yeah, absolutely. Language and is like another in- instrument. Yeah. Mm. And I was fascinated by, by France, of course, Paris. Mountains, which was very different to having lived in multicultural Paris. Yeah, yeah, in France, <laughs> and you know, turned up there with an American sort of French accent, kind of weird. That got through. Uh, then I moved to Sydney as soon as I could, I think, when I was 18, 18, 19, 
and first of all I moved to Bondi Beach and then I moved to King's Cross. What were your first impressions when you moved Good here? Good question. Yeah. King's Cross was full on, <laughs> especially in the 80s. King's Cross was mad and yeah, it was just pumping 24 hours and such an eclectic mix of characters and I wandered around there as a very young lady and met various eclectic type people and yeah, fascinating. Smells, probably cigarettes and booze, and mm -hmm. but probably cigarettes because you could smoke anywhere then in the 80s as well, mm. you were allowed. Mm. What were some of the first venues that you performed in in Sydney and what was it like then? I got this gig and I was, I was a, a backup singer for this lovely woman. She had a great voice. I think we were a six-piece band. There were quite a few of us. So I think this is the early 90s. I was her, her harmony singer and so forth and she was uh, wonderful. And some of the guys from the band said to me, would I like to make a little band with them? And do an offshoot sort of thing. We were a resident band at around midnight and yeah I remember seeing Rene Geyer in the crowd. Um, I mean you know all these top-notch Australian musicians would come in there and play and hang out and the, and we do the we do the night shift gig that started at one in the morning and finished at five in the morning. Sometimes we play at this other venue which was a nightclub Sugar Reef on Bayswater Road and we We'd play there, we'd do a couple of sets there, and then we'd lug our gear across to <laughs> Roslyn Street. Yeah. Oh, and I had I had rapper friends and other singer friends who'd come and guest in the band, you know, just kind of volunteer and get up, and that was pretty amazing and interesting. And interesting times. We played at a lot of parties. We played at a place down at where the Sydney Theatre Company is. There was a bar there called the House. Oh, down at the pier. The yeah. Pier. Yeah, there was a bar there called the Harborside Browser. Oh, it was so good. I remember Browser. going there. Super cool. They're really good bands, really good nights. And I think it got shut down because people that moved into the city to want to be living in the city did complained about noise. Is that right? I think that's happened a lot around these streets. Yeah, which is such a shame. I remember Sydney. that was such a nice. <laughs> it was such a nice venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was lovely. It was a lovely menu. And what type of music was it? Kind of funky. Yeah, we were doing acid jazz. We were we were doing all the kind of brand new heavies, young disciples, kind of UK soul kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, and that was yeah. We were a good band, mm. very good band. Do you want to finish chatting and then eat, or do you want a snack? I don't know. Let's have a bite. So, um, good that looks. No, I'm all for a good burrata. Oh, it's, it's immaculate. So, oh, yum. Yeah, isn't that good? Delicious. That's unreal, isn't it? Really creamy. Yeah. And and he's a sweetheart. You know? mm. How nice. How do you know him? Just from being a local and popping in? Um, Michael, is that his name? Michael. And so I came in and I did a few gigs. That was interesting. And I sang at someone's 50th year. Mm. I like the red curtain and, um, mm, mm. and the, the bricks and the wooden floor, the good cool. to chat. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's cool. Come and say something in the interview. Did you cook it? Yes, I did. You did? I did. I do everything. You actually I don't did. Care. I'm a multitasker. Oh wow. <laughs> this burrata. Tell me about this. What so are we the, eating? The burrata is specifically made for us by a company that deals with cheeses and cured meats. 
um, called Denny International, and they source the stracciatella from Italy and then make the burrata on site in botany. So it's actually made for us. We get it delivered every day. It's super creamy. It's super really, creamy. Really a lot of burratas um, tend to be almost like if too you put hard. into it, it's either hard or it's like too milky, like it's in the milk yeah. explodes. But this is really, really. I think creamy. it's the best I've ever it's had. The best to be I've honest, had, most definitely, definitely. Love um, it, love it, and we also get the prosciutto that you're eating from them, and the fiordalati mozzarella that's tossed through the prosciutto as well. Delicious. And when you get onto the pastas, we do the best carbonara in Sydney, if Ooh. not, if not, maybe even the East Coast. Um, very we'll traditional. Have to come back for that. Very traditional style. No, no cream, just tossed with the egg yolk, pecorino, and parmesan at the end. No messing about traditional flavors. Oh. It's the best. And what I dessert should you order here? Oh, the tiramisu. You can't go past a classic tiramisu. It's divine. <laughs> it's absolutely divine. <laughs> it is divine. Wow. Thank you, ladies. I have a secret about this place. This used to be a Japanese club. It's in the 80s here because there was a massive population of Japanese business people who lived here. I did a degree in Japanese, yeah? And I used to get a lot of work speaking Japanese work. How long were you in Japan? Okay, I went there on a working holiday visa and I went there for six months. Then I came back again, I kept on going back and forth. What happened was, unfortunately, in Sydney in the 90s, poker machines happened. Oh, God. Okay, and uh, Kinsella's, we played there as well. Okay, so these venues that we played at started to get poker machines and... and Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Live music went down. It went, it went down like almost like it was COVID. And I'd already lived in Japan when I was much younger. I'd been there a few times. I'd established friendships there and connections. And people knew that I was a singer. And a friend of mine met somebody who needed a singer for a contract and asked me if I was interested. And at that time, it was I was really trying to get the band going and trying to get... I managed my own band, Six Piece Band, and we're trying to get some more gigs and... It just was all becoming really difficult in Sydney, unfortunately, and I wanted to be here, but it's like, well, here's an opportunity in Tokyo, a contract, you know, and so off I went. It was a three-month contract. I did the contract. I was singing in clubs six nights a week with another singer, with an American guy leading the band. And then I, they asked me to come back. They liked me. They paid for my airfare and everything. I had a little, I stayed in a little Japanese apartment that had a loft. Let's start a day to save my life Let's start a day to save my life, yeah Cause I was sitting there bored to death And in just one breath he said You gotta get up, get on, you gotta get down, girl You spent a lot of time in Japan singing, yeah. performing And then when you came back to Sydney, what stood out? For example, I remember when I got off the plane from Paris, I was like I need sunglasses. Oh, Everyone yeah. was wearing bright colours. I found the sky to be much bluer than the sky in Tokyo. And of course, in a city like Tokyo, you're going to have a lot of smog, a lot of pollution. And I could smell, I could smell the sea. I could smell the ocean. Mm. That, and, and I actually, I remember visiting here once a year. I'd make sure that I would visit once a year so I wouldn't lose, lose of course, wanted to see my family. I didn't want to lose touch with the city as well. So I remember coming back here and thinking that I'd landed on some kind of a beach resort. 
that this was not a city, this is a resort. Because in Tokyo people are very conservative, even in the summertime and the sweltering heat there. Seeing guys walking around in shops or whatever with tiny little shorts on with their shirts off and these gorgeous physiques and just like going, don't look, don't look. Like I find that. it strange. I still see, I see people occasionally walking around without shoes on in the supermarket and after, because I'm after living in Paris, I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> to resort. <laughs> street life, 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 because there's no place I can go Street life It's the only life I know Yeah, yeah and what else? So the, 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 the sky was blue People were like half-dressed <laughs> It smelled like salt, you said mm. A sense of freedom Yeah Maybe not so much now <laughs> But definitely In the in the late 80s, 90s, definitely through the 90s, coming back here once a year or twice a year if I could. A sense of freedom, just, okay, wild. Something wild about Sydney. I'm interested to know what are your favorite things to do in Sydney. Of course, I love live music. Live music's great. It's been a bit few and far between, but that's okay. Um, it's getting better. There's a lot more now. So what venues? Well, tonight, for example, we're going to go to the Potts Point Hotel, which on Monday nights has a jazz jam. And that's a really quite a nice, cool bar on the first floor there. Yeah, because they, they have a proper engineer, they have a proper stage with lights. I know a lot of the musicians that go there and play, and so it's lovely to go and say hello and talk about what's going on and how we're going musically and what we're doing and so forth and, and then yeah of course I would get up and have a sing Night and day You are the one Only you beneath the moon and under the sun Whether near to me or far It doesn't matter darling where you are I think of you night and day. What would be your perfect day in Sydney from morning to night? Ah. Okay, yeah, well, look, um, I love Woolloomooloo. Woolloomooloo's, Woolloomooloo became very um, dear to me because one of my best friends who was in the band that I had in the 90s, our band was called Cracker Jam. And maybe people remember that Cracker Jam. Yeah. Anyway, and Juan Marie Gonzalez was the guitarist of that band. And when I came back, when I returned from overseas, he was my first point of contact as a friend to come back here and meet people and meet musicians. And so I would say, yeah, and he was playing at Woolloomooloo at the Bells Hotel. He had a regular Thursday. So I would go in there and jam with him and sing as well. And this kind of helped me reconnect with the gigging world in Sydney. That was a great sort of reconnection for me. Woolloomooloo, 
look, in, in the 80s and the 90s, it was sort of a bit scorned upon. It was a bit rough. And the wharf there with all those restaurants hadn't been built yet. And it wasn't so gentrified. It was a bit rugged around the edges. Mm. And that's okay. It still mm. has that which gives it character. Like the Frisco Hotel still has that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, and and so does the Bells, the Bells Hotel there on the corner. I don't the know corner. the Bells Hotel. Ah, see, the Bells is far more, even more. It's kind of local, <laughs> local, local Woolloomooloo people who have lived around the area for, you know, 30 years, years mm. 40 years, and whatnot, and that's their local go-to. Mm. China Doll, yeah, for down brunch? there at the wharf. Oh, lunch, yeah. Lunch. You could call it a brunch because you could go there early, you could go there at midday, you've woken up at 11 yes. o'clock and you're heading over there at midday. Asian fusion cuisine, it's fabulous. On the, on the pier. Yeah, you're on, on the pier there. Finger you're Wolf, there. Is it yeah, the Finger Wharf that you talked about as being the yes. old wool shed place. Yes. It's a nice spot to people watch, to hang out, and great service. Good food, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd do that. Then I might, I mean, look. Why not go over to one of the pubs down in Woolloomooloo and have a few drinks? I do have a soft spot for the old Fitzroy Hotel, which oh, is yes. way up in the back yes. streets. I was going to suggest that we meet there, but anyway, that's okay. We'll do that another time. Socially, we should. Yeah. Yes. Well, Maybe we should Fitz- go and see a show there. Yeah, well, I know the old Fitzroy from my days of um, being a theatre reviewer. Okay. And it was when the Tamara Barak okay. Surfers first appeared, okay. and I'd go and review shows there wow uh, so yeah the old fits is a really nice place to it go is. to it is and it's it's been taken over by new owners yeah they're doing a stage upstairs they're doing a, you know they're going to have cabaret and so forth upstairs mm. which is really good for us as artists yeah definitely okay so so you got you I would go there you for go a there drink. for a drink why not why not go there for a drink so there, this is a nice Saturday afternoon any beaches or parks or I went for a walk yesterday I went for this walk that I like which is from there's a secret staircase which which is from McClay Street there you go and I yeah, love this staircase see, yeah yeah that one okay and it takes you down into Elizabeth Bay where I used to live I lived in Elizabeth Bay in the 80s apartment a studio that looked right out I was at the, the penthouse of that building and I looked right out I could see the the yacht race the Sydney Toba. Yeah, I could see that uh, in the evening on a Saturday. I'd be looking at what theatre shows are on or whatnot. You could go to Eternity Playhouse that my brother started. My brother started Darlinghurst Theatre. He started it 20 years ago or more. And the Arts Council gave him this old tabernacle, which is on the corner of Stanley and Palmer. And it's this beautiful, beautiful space. And they had it all revamped and, you know, they had it all done and turned into a theatre. You let the people see just who you want to be. And every night you shine just like a superstar. And if you keep it young, your song is always sung. Oh, you're normally performing on Saturday Night at Woolloomooloo. Yep. I've always known that you're a beautiful singer. Thanks, Ruby. I, for- I forgot how versatile you are. So one minute you're playing uh, Come Together. Come Together. <laughs> the next minute is like Nina Simone. The next minute's Edith Piaf. And then in excess. Like, it's like mind blowing. <laughs> Super cool. And that guitarist is out of this world. He is so good.
He's great. You work together really well. Thank God I have him. Oh, you're such a really good good team. I'm lucky I have him. He's great. The two of you. And you're watching Paula. She's singing like a goddess. At the same time, she's doing a little mixing by herself on the side. I have to mix. Really impressive. And such a nice night. And where would you go for a nightcap afterwards? King's Cross is in my heart. It always has been. And I can tell you that I went out with two students. I've been re I've just recently completed some studies that I was doing at TAFE. Now, we, we, we went somewhere. We went some, to a venue in Marrickville and watched some live jazz, which is great. Then I said, now we are going to King's Cross. And I took them to Dulcie's. Mm, okay. This is a cocktail bar. I think Brandy's the owner. Brandy. Yeah. Eclectic cocktail bar. The Piccolo. Oh, it's closed or reopened? No, it's reopened. Yeah, I and saw maybe that. we should go and check mm. it out if we can get mm. out of here quick enough. Yeah. And because some people have taken it and they're doing cocktails there. I have been going to the Piccolo bar since I was 19. Victorio, he's known me since I was 19. And when I used to go there, there, you know, there was no alcohol served, but there was great food, and and it was and it was open all night long, so you could go in there at four o'clock in the morning and have a lentil soup. What do you miss about Sydney when you're not here? When you get homesick, what is it that you get homesick about? Space. I hear you, girl. Completely <laughs> hear you. The air, the the clean, cleanliness of the air, to go to walk outside and still go gulp lots loads of air mm. in Sydney and, and it's still it's a city but the air is still pretty okay oh that eucalyptus oh yeah the eucalyptus frangipani oh you love the frangipani yeah frangipani is all over my street so the smell of frangipani the smell of frangipani and then the beautiful purple of the jacaranda the colours so just to finish I would just, I just want to go through the senses and just without thinking, sights. Water views, harbour, absolutely harbour. Harbour views, the best harbour in the world, the most beautiful. Sounds. Ah, laughter, al fresco. Cicadas, yeah, cockatoos. And in the evening, of course, those wonderful flying foxes. <laughs> oh yeah, music. Smells. The salt water. That's pretty amazing. Um, coffee. Fresh bread. The baked bread, kind of yeah. toasties, that kind of comforting sort of those kind of smells. Taste. Garlic. Lots We're of Italian, Italian food restaurant. in Sydney. <laughs> Lots of Italian food in Sydney. Inundated with Italian food, but why not? Touch. Velvet. The sixth sense. Energy. Our energy from the sun. Energy from the sun and from the ocean. From the Pacific Ocean that laps on our shores. Mm. More practically, uh, if people want to come and see you sing, how can they contact you and how, where can they come and see you? Uh, www.paulaterry.com Easy. And uh, at the moment, every Saturday night, you're playing... At Sienna Marino, 7.30 to 9.30. Amazing gig, amazing guitarist, really nice evening. Yeah, and great food. The, I've, I've Italian been, food. Italian food. Pizzas are amazing. I've eaten the pizza myself, and 
then friends tell me they really love the pizza as well, which is great. So. Any other regular gigs or people have to just check I'll, your site? I'll post, I'll post on Insta, which is Qualitary Musician. And I'll post on Facebook, which is Quality. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sense in the City, Sydney. Find the show notes on our website senseinthe.city and make sure to follow us on Instagram at senseinthecitysydney and Facebook at senseinthecityworld If you like this episode consider supporting the team via Patreon or buy me a coffee All links are on senseinthe.city Sense in the City is produced by Pilot Media and Ruby TV